meeting is being live streamed. So official. Oh, right. <laughs> it's honestly, this was a lot of fun when we had the uh, the LARPers from Hawkeye. Uh, I just have to mute the YouTube feed because it's like it, it's like scream. It's like a 30 second delay. Oh, and that's good. You'll hear yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I'm going to. OK, so that's good. That's We got that. I'll be like intermittently like posting this and just making sure everybody knows. But um, let's just start right off the bat. Whoever wants to go first. I know you guys are returning, but let our listeners and our watchers know who you are and what you do. Oh, watchers as well? Uh, yeah, on YouTube. <laughs> Does it look like it's about 900 degrees in my apartment right now? No, you look straight up angelic. Mm, thank you. Thank you for filters. I put a little Vaseline. <laughs> gonna... I was wondering what the KY was for. You're just like smudging it around the lens. Just smudge it just where you need it. Look, I'm in the 40s. <laughs> I need all the little help I can get. I'm like a, like a pitcher in the major leagues. Oh, bullshit. Come like on now. <laughs> possible <laughs> trick you can use. <laughs> Just soften the edges a little bit. I like yeah, it. Yeah, it like a like a BBC show from like 1995 where everyone just like looks like they're shot through a block of cheese. Yeah, for like <laughs> moonlighting. Sybil Shepherd always had that just like that. Oh, yes. About her. It's oh. like Pride and Prejudice 5. <laughs> Yes, if we can Crueler get this as well. <laughs> I'm so, I have, I, this is going to be dorky. Do you, you both have a beverage. Uh, water. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. Just preliminary check-ins. I should have asked that first. Um, so is it, are, okay. are we supposed to have one? I mean, I would, I wouldn't want to get dry mouthed when tens of people oh, are, even, are like, watching all beverages. like was that was it was that any anticipation we're supposed to be drunk for this <laughs> <laughs> well i don't i don't know i keep an eye on katie she's a sneaky one she has one of those uh, wristband flasks i can't i can't smell or taste anything so i don't know what's actually no. in the bottle oh so you have the like the full-blown symptoms too i had the full-on oh full my on god dude COVID. yeah <laughs> Like I said, I avoided it for two and a half years and it was just, I, I realized I wasn't avoiding it. It was just stalking me okay. and eating for me because it was ready to go when I finally got it. I mean, it, it like just both barrels. Oh, buddy. I got the whole thing. Yeah. Which is a really weird sensation when you can't taste or smell. Like yeah. some people are like, oh my God, I'd lose so much weight because you just don't want to eat. And like, well, I still have to eat, but <laughs> you can, you can still get, at least I could still get like my my flavor receptors were there so I could taste like bitter and, and salty and sweet okay. and things like that. I just couldn't get like, so it, was, it came down to texture and like, and kind of like the basic flavors. So I, you don't want broccoli in that situation. I'm like, mm -hmm. you don't want lettuce. Like you, I, I still wanted like chips because I could feel it and taste <laughs> that it was salty. And so, yeah, but it was, yeah. And then all of a sudden you start worrying about like, oh, if there's a, I, if there's a fire, I can't smell it or I can't, it's like these really weird, you only have five senses and you lose two of them and you realize, like, oh yeah, it's good to have as many as you can. And it's, it's a really, like if I was cooking something, I'm like, I can't take my eye off this because if it starts to burn, I don't know. It's oh yeah, really, maybe like a gas leak or something. You just yeah. like. I know. And <laughs> my dog is zero help. He's not one of those like emergency alert dogs of anything. I mean, if if anything, he would just put a pillow over my face if he could. <laughs> <laughs> no help to me. 
So I was like, well, I mean, you know, like, Selma and Louise did, like, we're going down together, buddy. There's whatever it's going to take here. It's really weird. And that has, still hasn't come back yet. It's really weird. Ooh, I heard it might, it might take a hot second for that yeah. to fully return. But luckily you're on, you've passed the, like, cavernous route and now you're going towards the the flowing plains of peace what the fuck am i saying wow um i, I hope so i hope for, for all of us for all of us listeners and viewers <laughs> i was gonna say let's redact that but we're, oh, we're already why in. would we redact that oh, we can't redact it. too late can you tell it's it's been a really long week slash day uh, probably for for all of us I assume you guys more than me, but <laughs> you just, you get goofy. You just kind of let it go. But this is Kate. Most I, of the interaction I've had for, for, for 10 days. <laughs> so this is great. No one, no one has FaceTimed you or uh, hung out with you virtually. No one as cool as you guys. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> well, you know. We're moving through the cavern into the plain and the grassy knoll and the peaceful times. God, that's grassy shit's not knoll. going away. <laughs> yes, peaceful. That's the first thing I think of when I think of peaceful. <laughs> well, Kate, how are you doing? Because I think I, I we're just creating a whole mythos now for this live stream. <laughs> I can taste and smell, so I'm doing really good, actually. <laughs> oh, way to brag, dude. I'm in, I'm in Florida right now, so that's why I'm in it. It's like so bright and sunny where you guys are, and it's I'm in nighttime here, so. Oh my god, I feel like a dick now. I should have I should have scheduled it for earlier. I didn't know what what are you doing in Florida? I, I'm how I'm dog sitting, house sitting. So I, I've got like this very strange dog that is next to me right now. And um yeah, I'm just like hanging out in a house eating pizza. I just ate four slices of pizza before this, so I'm feeling Good great. For you. Oh hell Thank you. Would like, can you tell me about the pizza? Uh, it had red peppers oh, and sun-dried yeah. tomatoes and feta and and like hot stuff because I like spicy. Oh, yeah, so it was sweet. a good day. It was a good day. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's, <laughs> <so funny. laughs> That's it. That's all. It's been going on. Uh, yeah, I I sent like a so I'm I have to bring over my list now of stuff I was gonna talk about for topics. Not like we need topics, but just something for what structure sure. yeah no I need, I need, it's I need so fun. much fun who, who doesn't like <laughs> <love> structure <laughs> I don't, structure is is I, I don't mind structure because if I don't have structure I'm just I'm just aimless and <laughs> yeah whenever when there was like the term towards I've done some um interviews like b- before I was I was writing but it was it was like the ones where you have to record yourself oh, and yeah. You're not getting, and I've done some pitches also over Zoom, which there's like a couple people in the room and you're pitching and you, you just don't have the same cues that if you're in the room with people, like there's the more subtle, like, you know, uh-huhs and, and, you know, so it's like, I'm, how long have I been talking? Like, I just, cause you're not getting any, there's not as much give and take. And especially the ones like the interviews or something where you have to record yourself. Like I, when there's no other human that's giving you feedback that you've been going on too long odds are you've been going one too long so I do like I do like some parameters yes Tyler keep us in line oh oh I will that's why I wear the the official shirt Uh, (laughs) I'm just gonna uh, refer to my my notes here um yep so uh Kate and Katie what sort of uh summer writing have you been uh doing outside of work Hmm. Hmm? uh well I just 
finished, we just wrapped on season three of Mythic Quest uh, like two weeks ago. Um, it ended up being a little bit longer than it had had anticipated it being just because of, there was a, a bunch of stuff that was going on. So we ended up kind of kicking the final episode, which was the episode that I wrote. Um, so I was still kind of in the mix for longer than I had anticipated with that. So really I've, I've only been on summer vacation for like two weeks and 10 days of that I've had COVID. Oh God. Terrific. So, <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Um, but doing, um, I have a couple projects that are lined up that um, will start soon. So I was hoping to get some of my own stuff done in the interim, um, just working on writing a feature, which is really fun. Just, it's such a different beast than any of the, like, you know, the, the writer's room stuff. So that's been really fun. Um, and because I was doing some other, the two other jobs are feature rewrites. So it's kind of nice to like read over the thing that I'm going to be like rewriting and then applying that to what, what I'm writing for myself where it's like, oh, I can see where this is lagging. So I want to make sure I don't do that in my own writing or it's, well, that really works. Like that pacing is really good. Let me just wholesale steal that and, you know, kind of keep, it helps kind of keep me in line. And because I'm figuring a lot of the stuff out on my own it's nice to kind of have some like oh people bought this script so it's a good script so that's a good kind of guideline to follow um <laughs> and then applying it to my own stuff which has been really like instructive and, and kind of fun oh that's awesome even busy even with covid <laughs> <laughs> kate what about you um you know like katie uh i was in the room uh until about three weeks ago and we just wrapped season two of Reacher and so um I've just been I just polished up a, a pilot I've been working on and sent that to the parties that be and um now I'm just hanging out eating pizza so <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so it's been a real like yeah so it's been about three weeks of summer and um I, I did I, I did have COVID about three weeks ago so I think this is a pattern yeah. it's like you, you wait till your body knows like oh, okay I can actually sleep so <laughs> That's, um, historically that was true because I was I was a teacher for a long time and that 100% happened that like anytime it was a Christmas break spring break first week of summer you would just get laid out and I think it's it's like you just yeah your 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 body kind of knows it has a second to think about it and you shouldn't think about it because that's what comes for it. Yeah. I mean, apart from the, the smell and the taste, like, are you feeling okay right now? Yeah. I, I, I didn't get like the flu end of things. I had more like the cough, sore throat side. Mm -hmm. um, so I consider myself lucky. I know some people that really had some kind of scary flu symptoms. So I avoided that. So I was getting a little cocky. And then it was like, oh yeah, <laughs> hold on. We're not done with you. <laughs> we're just getting started, baby. <laughs> we got we got weeks of this so oh, yeah God. so yeah I, 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 I'm the only one of like the group that you know kind of got as I, I was saying to Tyler that I got it from my mom so um it's, it's a blessing so she um but she didn't she kind of had a little bit closer to this but didn't lose smell and taste um yeah it's it's been a it's been interesting but it does make I, I don't know if my other senses are compensating I don't, I don't, I haven't gotten that. There's no like heightened ability to do much of anything. Yeah. Yeah. I, but it's, it just made me kind of rethink like the world. I think I have a, a different kind of appreciation than I would have. It's, it's interesting when you're 
like the inside of my house and outside is similar. Like I can't smell the difference between being inside and being outside. And you don't realize how much information you get just oh, from that. It's really weird. And you don't notice how much that impacts you until you don't have it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. yeah, everything is just kind of like neutral. Yeah. Weird. Oh, well, give me a sec. I think I thought I was going to have the house to myself. I'll be right back. Oh, dear. <laughs> this is live, right? <laughs> the beauty of live. Are, are you, are you Kate? Are you Catherine? Are you Caitlin? Caitlin? But everyone spells the name with every vowel but the correct ones so I just was like what if I just chop off the Lynn yeah it's 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 not the most conventional spelling I mean you're a Katie so is Katie is that short for Catherine or Kathleen Kathleen okay yeah so yeah so I don't I I guess I guess there's multiple ways to spell Kathleen right do you ever get like people like just completely butchering your name um, I mean, it's funny because I'm, I'm from Philly, so there's a lot of, they throw extra letters in things and, and we, I mean, I mean, really? we're famous for our water. So yeah, we, we get, we get all kinds of stuff, but, uh, Kathleen is a lot of times how, like, especially in South, in South Philly, you'll get, you'll get a lot of Kathleen, just weird emphasis <laughs> stuff that go on, but very, I mean, I don't know, I don't know anybody that calls me Kathleen. So it was one of those, like, they should have, then they knew, it was, they, my parents knew it was going to be Katie. So I don't, they should have just cut out the middleman on that one. But yeah, that yeah. seems like a societal peer pressure to add the, uh, the fleen on there. Yeah. I mean, it was named after a nun. Um, oh, so Sister Kathleen. Wonderful. I think she's still with the order. I don't know if she, if she, because my, my dad, my mom was going to go into the um, convent. And my dad was a pre or was in the seminary. So oh, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's it didn't take for either of them. <laughs> <laughs> I should hope. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a much better story if it had. But <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Yeah, that that's a whole film slash book series to come. Yeah, and that's that. how altar boys are made. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> unholy holy you. <laughs> is, is is this a tease for the next season if it's always <laughs> it, i mean anytime you start getting in the weird territory it's always like well you might as well jot it down who knows oh, the, the weird is is the best that's we, we live in the weird right like can we all say we're, we're we're weirdos 100 percent. yeah i would think yeah. so yeah I, see i i didn't like that like split second hesitancy so i got really <laughs> subconscious for a second because i don't know if i'm <laughs> cool enough to be a weirdo I, oh, right I'd say it's also like how much do i want to admit to being a weirdo in terms of like what's like according according to who am i a weirdo you know yeah. true but like you know? but like a good weirdo not like uh don't go don't talk to that guy he's a weirdo no it's like huh nah, she's a weirdo like just actually yeah. was there any like yeah i'll i'll <laughs> i'm gonna keep drinking my liquid death not sponsored perfect well that's uh, funny that liquid that came up a lot in the mythic quest writers room really uh-huh. oh have you had it i had it's good it's so good i like it it's it's like i don't know it's like spiky but smooth yeah. i don't know it's weird because i was like how could it be different from any of the other things that are out there but it is exactly like kate have you ever had this no is that like the new writer room drink du jour 
It seems like every like two or three years, there's like a new drink that fills all the fridges and then a new fad comes along and then there's a whole new drink. And takes it away. Well, this this one, I mean, bless like writer's assistants and, and writer's room people because we talked about it a bunch. So it just kept coming up and, and then it kind of shows up because I think it's like, you know, the, the person who's like helping with the writer's room is like, oh, they talked about it. So here it is. And yeah. like being good yeah. for a job. And you're like, oh, and we're like, you know, we were kind of joking about it because it's a, it's aggressive. Like the marketing, reading the side of that is like, it's aggressive. It's like somebody like dragged death out into a valley and ripped its throat. It's like, okay, yeah. oh, oh. <laughs> it's what, what is it? It's water. It's, yeah. Just sparkling it's water. It's, it's, it is a uh, ingredients, mountain water and CO2. And I'm very, it. But it's the kind of brand that I'm surprised it's not like water, CO2, and like enrage or it, some kind of like an existential crisis. Yeah, because the like, side of it is brand. insane. It almost reads as a confession. Yes. <laughs> it's like that the artwork nuts. is cool. Very, it feels like very like skateboard yeah. culture inspired. I think like Joe Manganello is a big. Oh dear. Okay. Yeah. Like that, but it's very much like. Huh. Yes. Can you tell yeah. us? Oh, my last two rooms have been Zoom rooms, so I don't know like what's what's hip with the kids anymore. I'm just so out of the way. <laughs> well, then, what's in your kitchen? What what are you putting in your your fridge to supply your writing? I don't know, like Brita water. Like I'm not like I'm very I'm, like anti like I'm just like yeah, cool. I'll just get something from the tap, and then I'll just sip that all day, and like. I'm I'm not I'm so out of the loop with that stuff I always have been so but now I'm like especially I, I used to at least know what everyone was drinking but now I'm like I don't know anymore you're out of it yeah I'm just yeah. like oh I put a splash of cranberry juice in my water today Whoa. no bubbles I'm Woo! just very yeah I need you to calm down with that like that is a gateway to sangria alcohol-free like sangria I know I'm real. I'm I'm a real badass, aren't I? <laughs> you are badass. <laughs> how are your How are your Zoom rooms going? Good. I mean, Zoomy. I don't know. Like, you know, there's 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 pro. You know, I like the commute. It's fantastic. Um, and I like being able to just go like this at the end of the day, and I'm home. Um, but you know, it's like it's a little weird. It's like the you don't get the same sort of vibe in like a in person room. You don't get the sidebars like people are talking yeah. over each other. It's it's a little awkward, but you know, I'd say the the pros slightly outweigh the cons in my experience. But like, yeah, I mean, there's, you're missing that like that je ne sais quoi like with an in person room. But how, how many people are in the Reacher room? Uh, this past season, uh, I'm really bad at math. Um, I want to say, including the showrunner, there was like seven of us, uh, seven writers. And then of course you have like, you know, like the writer's assistant and the crew coordinator were in there too. But, um, so yeah. Yeah, yeah but season one it, was four, sorry. As I said it, I was like, reach your room sounds like a bar I shouldn't go to. I, hey. I was like, as I said, I was like, that doesn't, I don't know. That, mm. I was so proud of you. <laughs> you didn't say <laughs> anything. Talking, I was like, I don't I'm not, you get used to yeah. it <laughs> yeah first first you're like when you first hear it you're just like Reacher I hardly know her and then yeah. <laughs> like after two years of it you're like whatever I don't like like I've been there done that like <laughs> so Katie how long have you been uh have you guys been in person 
we, I've been in person basically through the whole pandemic. I mean, oh. kind of, we're figuring it out. I mean, it, the, so I did, yeah, Season of Sunny and Mythic Quest were both in person. We had a, we had a brief stint where we were, we, we did Zoom um, for season three because it was right around Christmas when Omicron was happening. And mm-hmm. it was, or, yeah, where Omicron was happening. So we were like, eh. and it was right after Christmas. So everybody was, had been traveling. So we did Zoom for about two weeks. Um, and then came back in person. So we just tested a bunch and, and everybody was very locked down and, and respectful of each other. And, and it's a small enough room that, you know, you're kind of keeping tabs on everybody. And we just did our best and we're able to kind of move through the whole writer's room and the whole season without any shutdowns, which is really great. Oh, great. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We were, we were fortunate. And for Sunny, we had been, that was last summer and it was the sweet spot where like everybody was vaccinated and Delta hadn't happened yet. So there was that like glorious couple weeks where we were all invincible and it was great. The um, false spring. Yes. The false, <laughs> yeah. It was like our false rumspringa. And we, <laughs> They had, you could just tell like by the end of, well, while that room was kind of wrapping up, it was like a 10 week room or something. And, and as it was kind of wrapping up and now you've got more production folks are coming in. So we were already, you know, being a little bit more cautious and then like numbers were starting to creep up and, and we got out just like, well, right before it exploded, but we were lucky enough to be able to kind of make it through, changed all of our plans for the season because we were supposed to go to Ireland and that didn't happen. That's so sad. yeah, I know it was so sad. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so we, we've been fortunate to kind of be, so I, I've had a little bit of the Zoom experience, but mostly we've been in person, which has been really great. So I, I'm curious with the differences that you guys have experienced, you know, Katie, you working in person for most of the pandemic, and then Kate, you working through like a Zoom room, how are those hours uh, differing? I mean, either one, maybe Katie, if you want to go first, but uh, if there's any difference from, you know, being in person, you guys have to obviously be there probably eight or nine in the morning then go as long as you can with the zoom meetings kate you know uh, is that flexible are you guys up throughout the entire day meeting at certain points like that's always something i've been you know curious about the sort of time frame is it a nine to five or is it a well we'll get it done by this deadline and if we don't then uh, i guess you're fired like <laughs> what's what's the what's the breakdown of that when we were in person um we're about i mean you're cute with your eight there's no, there's no eight. Oh yeah. Like, I thought that'd be fun to throw in. Yeah. We're, we're, we're 10, which is really great. Cause you can, you feel like you get, I, I'm, I wake up early. So I feel like I had a full day before I even have to be at work. Um, Cause most of the people in our room have kids and they're dropping people off and doing all that. So 10, just everyone kind of comes in and their day is, is started. So we're about 10 to six for the most part. Um, and we're just, yeah, I just haven't worked on shows that are egregious in their expectation of how late people are staying so there's times where we're especially towards the end where you're you know it would be eight o'clock sometimes nine o'clock um but that's very few and far between when we were on zoom um i think because everyone knew it was kind of temporary we were a little bit looser with it but still you only have so much bandwidth for for being on zoom so we would kind of do you know, we would have like a, a full group huddle in the morning, still kind of around 10. And then we would, you know, break off into smaller rooms and, and do what we needed to do and, and kind of like, you know, but it was harder because you just have to wait until your showrunner would jump into the room and, and pitch things. So it was like, well, they're doing something else. So I guess we break for lunch and then come back and 
you know, a lot of like side texting for coordination, but you know, you kind of, you kind of make it work. And then the days I think were a little, were shorter. Um, there was more outside work that I did with that where it's like, I'll just do it. You know, I just have to have it in before 10 tomorrow or whatever. So I did a little bit more outside work um, that would normally just happen in the room. But for the most part, um, the day itself was shorter Zoom wise. I don't know if you feel, if you had the same experience, Kate. Yeah, kind of exactly the same 10 to six hour for lunch. Showrunner keeps getting pulled out to like for meetings and calls and all this. So it's just like, reconvene in 10 like sure um and yeah I mean so much of it depends on who's running the room too because mm -hmm. you know you hear stories of people being in rooms like till you know nine ten o'clock but like you know it seems like we had a similar situation with like you know the people running the room were like very like we're done by six whatever like I think I can count on one hand the number of days we went past six so um yeah, but but I've also worked with this boss before in person and it was the same in person as well. It was very like, go home, see your families. You know, you want a boss that loves their families. That's the key. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, really? yeah, absolutely. Or, or has outside hobbies and interests. Yes. It's yes, people that are like curmudgeons that like don't want to leave. You're like, just like, like, that's like a good like question to ask the person if you're interviewing for a job in a room. Absolutely. You're like, Tell me about your family. Like, and if they're like, eh, they're like, oh no, we're gonna be working till midnight. <laughs> like, oh. just, just out of curiosity, does anyone miss you when you're gone? Do you have friends? Like, you know, what's your social situation? Do you like yeah. do you do any like trivia teams at night? Like, are you gonna be like, is this your life right here? And yeah. and it is consuming, obviously, as a showrunner. I I did the um, I don't know if you've done this, Kate, the uh, the WGA showrunner crash course. I have not. I've seen it. I've read about it. I'm terrified of it, but I will. I'll get to it. <laughs> it is a thing. So, <laughs> it was like the one of the slides that they put up. The basically the first. It was like a I don't know three hour thing or two you know four hour thing or whatever. And like the first half of it is just um, scaring you into never wanting to be a showrunner. And it feels like by design that's the thing. So one of the slides that they put up is is like the scream. Like the not the scream movie, but the sort of like the monk, the Edward monk, yeah. yeah. That and the quote underneath it is, um, "Being a, being a showrunner is like being beaten to death by your dreams." And I was like, "What is happening?" <laughs> and it, in the beginning, they were like, you know, like, "Oh, look, we've got you know they're looking at like a thousand people on this call." Like it was it was great. And then at the end, when they were saying like, you know, like everyone, you know, just do a little, you know, clap or whatever. And they're like, oh, there are 600 people clapping right now. Like, yeah, because 400 people were like, and nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so like to be a showrunner, I mean, it, it, it's more like it's part of it was a little bit of fear tactic, but also it was very like honest of what's expected of you and all of that. And so there's, it does come down to you and, and all of that nonsense. But also it shouldn't be like that for the 20 weeks that you're doing the show like it it I mean you have to enjoy some of it or else you're just gonna be miserable to everybody join a bowling league like <laughs> get a get a, a animal that requires your attention like something that you need to go home for it's I don't know it's it can be a scary world out there mm. yeah I appreciate the honesty though because like there's <laughs> I mean you know that there's not a lot of honesty in this line of work like people are very like 
yeah <laughs> and um no also I like yeah like whenever I've had people like ask me about just like what's it like to become an assistant or how do you get a job in this line of work I'm like I'm like very blunt to the point where they're like hmm. oh good to know I'm like trust me I wish someone had told me all this stuff before I ju- like before I flew out here um I appreciate the honesty but yeah yeah but it doesn't need to be that way it doesn't need to be the scream no because we make it that way Yes. And I think some people really like the stress of it. Like I do, I, there, and there's a certain part of that that I also enjoy. I do like the, the occasional, like, well, get the menus, we're ordering dinner, you know, like, well, we got to figure <laughs> this out and we got to, you know, like I, I like that every once in a while, but I can't yeah. make it. it. It's, I don't know. It's, it's never, I, I'll, I'll put everything I have into it, but I can't do that all the time. Yeah. It just, you know, like you can have your crunches and you can have your like, all right, we all have to kind of buckle down for the last couple of weeks because things are kind of in motion or, or, you know, when they're filming your script or whatever, and you're getting, you know, you just got a lot going on. That's, that's fun. That's exciting, but it's fun and exciting because it's novel. I can't, you can't live your life like that. No, no. Like it's fun to like, it's fun to be productive and like, know you did a good job and you busted ass. And like, you're like, I, we did this, we accomplished this, we earned this. But also life's too short to, yeah, live that way every day. It's Because I, I, I was thinking about, I mean, I, and this is, I don't want to sound like it's like a cross purposes because it like, I, I think what we do is important and I think it is, it's a great job and I, and I love it. But I think that there, like I, I was thinking about um, like Fleabag. I loved Fleabag. Season yeah. two, I think is like perfect television. Season two, it's so good. <laughs> and, I mean, I'm, just, I'm so good. So this gets turned into the Fleabag podcast, but it's like everyone, you know, like all the awards, all the everything. I mean, all anybody could talk about. Everyone was watching it. All I wanted to talk about was that. It's it's incredible. I, I had toyed with dressing up as Phoebe Waller-Bridge in that one, in that picture with her with the margaritas and the Emmys and the cigarette for Halloween. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. But and, I mean, I mean, come on, just incredible. But then, but then it move. Then you move on, and then there's like the next big thing that's kind of happening, and then that's that's like it's still one of those things like, oh yeah, that was great but it still goes away. It's still, you know, even mm-hmm. though it's, it's, it's durable, it's also ephemeral, mm-hmm. like the kind of the, so it's your whole life until it's not. So then you have to still have to have a life to go back to. It's like any relationship you ever get in where like, you don't, don't lose yourself completely. You still have to, you know, have your own interests and your own life outside of this should be a, a part of your life and an important part, but it shouldn't be your whole life. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's naive of me to think that, but, and I'm still in a position to, have that but I don't know I I also have had good showrunners that seem to have that balance that you know that you can you can do a lot you can't do it all but you can do a lot and be happy yeah. that's the key to like whether it's at work or or outside of work or whatever but like like you said balance like that is just the key to life right there like you just yeah that's it that's it Tyler <laughs> balance, <laughs> balance that's it <laughs> <laughs> pretty much I mean yeah you gotta have a little bit of everything and that's just the key to to survival and yeah yeah you, no, have to, I, you have to have stuff to write about yeah and I think even more so like from the writer side of things I mean show running can get into just like the you have to know a little bit about everything that's going on and you're just constantly getting bombarded and surround yourself with good people that can help carry that load for you but you you need to be able to write about stuff and to be able to write about stuff, you need to be living life. And so like, you have to go on the vacation and you have to have a relationship 
than, you, you know, good, bad, or otherwise, and it doesn't always have to be romantic, but relationships to people, because that's what makes interesting characters. And if you're not having any of them, because you're just at work, and there were some weeks for season three of this season that they got, it got a little prickly, and, and it was a little bit difficult, and I found myself, like, talking about it too much, where I was like, this isn't, I, I, I'm boring. Like, I don't want to be the person who's just talking about work all the time, regardless of what that work is. Like, you, I, I need to be able to do other stuff to be able to, you know, have other stuff to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you brought it up, Kate. Balance is, is completely important in all aspects of life. Hence, balance. God, that was ridiculous. We went right full circle. Uh, but the idea of using your experiences in your writing, which is something I've you know, we've talked about both, both of you, like in our previous episodes about incorporating those experiences. So is there a, a shift or is there a proper balance of your experiences in life that you bring into your writing? Like, do you tend to stem from relationships into your writing or experiences traveling or experiences on the highway? Like, is there not a preference, but do you see a heavier footing on one end over the other when it comes to your personal experiences when you're pushing that into writing for these characters? Well, I mean, yeah, you've got to, I mean, it's, it's just, it, it depends so much on the situation of course, you're writing yeah. and what you're writing. Um, uh, you know, I just, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, it, it's, uh, I'm trying to think. Sorry, I just yes. dropped that. Short on answer you. is yes. <laughs> I mean, you got it, but it, it was like, I mean, I guess just to be more specific, like I guess with Reacher, like trying to write him, it's like you have to draw from personal experiences to identify, like, like how am I gonna identify with this like ex-military monster? Um, but then it's like you're like, okay, well, we both moved around a lot as a kid, like come total instability growing up like awkward around people um just like you sort of tap into like the common human experiences and that you do that like no matter who you're writing even if you're writing like this horrible villain character everyone has some sort of core experience that you can sort of relate to even if it's just a trip or like uh, a relationship like you said like you know whether it's a family relationship or a romantic relationship friends school whatever um there's always there's always some common ground you can tap into and the more common the more experiences you have the deeper the wells you can draw from so yeah like I mean I think Katie I think this is a really good sort of like excuse to to just yeah for vacations like it's like oh but you know I gotta go I got to do this thing. I got to go to Disney World. I got to go to Europe. I got to go to Asia because, you know, because it's going to really help my career. But like, no, but it does. Like, it really does. It does. Like, even if you don't realize it at the moment. Because because you're, I think we're just open to the observation of all of it. I mean, because it's not even that I'm always writing my own experiences. I'm I'm writing what I've observed in other people or advice I've given or, you know, where it's like, oh, I can, if, if even the, the like, I, if I was that person, I would do this differently, even if that's not really the case, because you can't know, you can't make those kinds of choices for other people, but it still makes, it forces you to think about it in a way that you wouldn't otherwise. So you need to be in community with people and you need to have, stretch yourself a little bit and kind of see what happens. And I know from teaching preschool as well, that it's, what's so interesting about small children is that they're just they're just so good at identifying that like I am mad 
I am sad. I am happy. I am like, they can, they, they have the words for it because they don't complicate it with all this other stuff. Whereas like, I'm looking at it and it's like, I'm fine. Or like, I, <laughs> you didn't do the dishes. And it's like, all right, well, I'll do the dishes. No, it's not about the dishes. It's like, no, no, let's dial it back. And really like, I feel that you don't respect my time is really what I'm mad about, not about the dishes. And like, it feels like, you know, I, I, I'm, or I'm taking for granted or whatever it is. And like, kids figure that out real fast. Like you knock down my tower, therefore I am mad. And like, okay, it's very cause and effect. And they can get to that really quickly because their world is just smaller. And once we start like slapping, you know, scaffolding and building it out, it looks like it's more complicated, but it's not. It's still the basic thing of like, I'm lonely or I am sad or I don't relate to people or, you know, and, and it's like, okay, I don't relate to people. Go down another layer of like, because I don't feel like they understand me or, you know, whatever, whatever that is. And that's just basic human condition. And there's just not that, it's just not that complicated. And there's just not that much of it. We're all pretty much the same. It's just our, our operating system looks a little different, but most of it's like pretty basic. And once you tap into that, then you can start getting creative with how it presents, but it's all basically the same. It's really fascinating. Yeah. I was thinking that like the more you experience, the more you realize how similar, like all people are on certain levels. Like you can travel the world and you can see completely different cultures, ideologies, like everything. But then you just realize it's like the more different we are, like the more you see how similar we all are. And that lends itself to not just being a better person and being better at dealing with other people, but it goes into the writing as well. Absolutely. Because that, that's just motivations. And, and you can, then you, you dress it up and you make it fun and novel and exciting for people, you, you know, twists and turns. But like, it's still this, I'm mad because you knocked down my tower. And like, okay, so what is the tower? What is the thing? And, and why are you still so bad? So it, it's just, it's all the same hurts and joys and, and all of that, I think, you know, our, our wiring gets set pretty young and it, there's just not that many wires. It's like they get jumbled <laughs> and they get knotted and stuff like that, but there's just, there's only just so many. We're, we're, you know, we're pretty simple creatures when it comes down to it. And then we just complicate it. I would never have oh. thought you were ever a teacher. <laughs> you're just so yeah you're you're amazing at just breaking these things down and giving these proper analogies and metaphors for it that I'm like fully tuned in <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's therapy smoke and mirrors <laughs> the more the more I talk about it the less I have to do it myself <laughs> you're just completely like, deflecting like, right Batman, yeah. <laughs> well that's being somebody who's not a professional writer, you know, I don't work for a, a writer's room. I just, I do my, my own thing. I just like hearing, you know, how different writers perceive different experiences or the approach to writing. And, uh, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you two together for a live stream is sitting down with both of you. It was just like, it'd be a really great conversation. Like, have you noticed I've sat here and just let you guys go? Like, it's perfect. I don't have to do anything. Oh no, I've noticed. <laughs> Yeah, I've noticed that you haven't done much. You were promising so early on. Hey, I I built the foundation. The Eiffel Tower is up, but the bolts aren't sealed tight. That's on you guys. Uh, (laughs) No, it's it is. um, I think there's a shared sort of um, approach that all writers uh, 
collaborate within when it comes to just acknowledging people, observing people, and kind of holding that with us. And this summer, honestly, or I guess the last two years, there have been so many experiences throughout the world that you can really draw from personally, but also like while watching other people. So I feel like there's just a whole, do you feel like there's a whole load of new characters and new situations that you're going to put into a script because of X, Y, or Z, which I won't mention Z because Z sucks, but you know, like it's just, there is, um, I don't know, I don't know about you, I, I feel a, a deeper connection with other people now than I did two years ago with the way that everything has kind of blown up uh, in various facets. Have you guys felt that way? Am I getting too philosophical with my liquid death? <laughs> I I felt the opposite that I felt further away from people than I did before because it's just I mean it kind of coming out of all of this I just realized that like I, I kind of have to rebuild my social network because living in Los Angeles which is kind of a transient city anyway oh. um, and I haven't been here that long yeah. that I I worked really hard to get friends and and you know my places I'd like to go and and all of that and then anybody who was ever thinking of leaving a city left at some point during the pandemic. So now it feels like coming back into relationships has been a little bit mm -hmm. tricky for me of, mm -hmm. of like, I got to rebuild a little bit and I have to kind of make these new connections. And I, this is an interesting thing. I'm a, like, I come from a big family where, you know, we're huggers and, and all of that. And so I don't, I don't have any like touch issues, but I was out, for like one of the first times that we were kind of like back into the world and I was out with a friend that I'd only met over zoom. We were, it was somebody that was, it was a general meeting and then we became friends and then we were like, let's, we should get dinner. And, and we're talking and she's sitting next to me and her, her fiance sitting across from us. And she was excited about something and like, and like, Oh, Oh, and like tapped me on the shoulder and I flinched and I, it was, and she, not so much that she noticed, but I noticed. And I was like, okay, maybe I was just surprised by it, like, you know, and then it happened again. And I was like, that's never been me that I like physically had a reaction. Cause I'm, I, I wasn't, you weren't touched much in two years. I mean, that's the whole other conversation, but that's like, <laughs> that's like, where, you know, but that, that was a weird thing that, so that kind of stuff was like, oh, that's interesting that like that, that it, it did something like it changed something in me that I wouldn't have, that wouldn't have happened otherwise. Um, so it's like things like that, I think are, are, will be interesting kind of color moving forward with some yeah. of the writing, you know, just like that, that kind of relationship stuff and like having to rebuild again. Um, and then, you know, like being like, do I want to though? I don't know. Just, I want to <laughs> my own company. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Kate, what about you? No segue. <laughs> um, well, you know what you're saying about like new characters and like new, like, well, yeah, like I, uh, I guess what I was trying to say before is I, because I've been working in the service industry, so I've found this oh, this God. empathy for so many people in various ways that uh, you know, like Kay, what you were saying, you you felt the opposite. Like there's been I, I'm dealing with people in the public on a daily basis, but then if you're like working in a, a room with the same people, it's I can see how it's harder to kind of like expand that network and find quality relationships or friendships with people. So. Uh, I think I was just taking it back to how are you feeling intrinsically with your relationship to other people when it comes to that sort of feed with your writing? Do you feel like it's more of a writing of 
uh, I'm uncomfortable, I'm going to project, or I'm uh, honing in this like weird tension this guy on the bus is giving me to kind of weave into this next scene. Like it's it's such a weird thing to ask, but it just, I don't know, I thought I'd, I'd bring it out into the fore. I'm, I mean, the only, I don't know. I mean, cause the weird thing about like how everyone has been acting crazy and you especially being out there in the service industry like my god you are doing like the work of the champions like I, I did that for years and so anytime someone is like oh yeah I work in the service industry I just like I'm not even Catholic but I'm really just like amazing to do that <laughs> like like some like bless you my child um but uh no I mean to me it's like almost solidified how predictable humans are like like there's so many patterns like everyone's like it's unprecedented times and it's like well yes like the pandemic is definitely a thing but it's also like if you look at human history as a whole it's not a new thing and it's like yep that's what we did last time that's what we did last time and it's just sort of is like everyone's always alarmed by like oh people are so different now I'm like but are they though if anything it's like it's like we've just revealed the thing that has been dormant in us all this long all this time and it just like, I don't know. I've gotten really good at predicting, like, I feel like the last two and a half years, it's been like, there's a new wave. And then, okay, everything's dropping down again. The numbers are dropping. Then there's another wave. And I'm like, it's like, let me guess, this is gonna happen. Then this is gonna happen. Then that's gonna happen. And then everything's gonna shut down again. And it always does. <laughs> like, <laughs> if anything, I feel like I'm, I've taken a higher dose of crazy pills. Cause I'm like, how have you not learned? But you know, that's just human nature. Um, as for personal relationships, I don't know. Like, um, you know, my friends and I have certainly more split up and it's like, it's so weird to like go from like not seeing all the people you, you usually see for two years and then you like jump back into it. Cause it's like, oh, like they have a kid now. That person's married now. That person's single now. Like, and the whole dynamics shift. So yeah. And also just like you're apart and then like, bam, two years, like you've aged, you've all aged two years, but like you're, I don't know. That's been um, I don't know that the proper answer. I don't have a straight answer for your question. Hey, it, it wasn't <laughs> a straight like, question. <laughs> um, yes, people are people and continue to be. <laughs> I don't know. I, I swear that'll be the hardest thing I'll ask you guys all night. <laughs> I, it's, I don't know. You get to a point where you're very, um, you get sort of introspective at the end of the day. So that's that's the hardest thing I will I will ask of you. Uh, because the next thing I'm going to go to our structure since we were talking about oh. that and uh, I'm going to ask you for your film and tv favorites of the summer of 2022 keep in mind listeners they have had time to prepare their answers <laughs> um I just finished watching um uh, pistols which is the uh, uh the uh docuseries on the uh sex pistols yeah um Danny Boyle uh mixed reviews it's it's a I, I it seemed a little there was a lot of like big speeches by like 18 year olds where like mm. all right I mean I get it for like narratively moving the story along but like everything feels kind of like a lesson <laughs> like people are people are way too smart for their own good but given kind of like what was happening a little bit um, it also made me want to change my wardrobe completely because it was like the, the punk scene in like the late 
70s in London and you're like, oh, oh I'm very boring. I need to, I need to <laughs> my game up. Um, so I just, I just watched that, which was, it was entertaining again, very, very sad. I mean, it's a, it's, and also like, oh, I would have been friends with none of these people. Um, <laughs> and I just started watching, as I'm a little behind, I just started watching uh, Only Murders in the Building, season one. Yeah. So not, I have not, I'm very behind on a lot of things. <laughs> um, that's kind of what I started watching. I don't know, I've been playing some video games. So that was mostly, mostly, mostly my entertainment. Oh, what kind of video games were you uh, diving into? Um, I, I love Diablo 3. I've been, so I, my, that was like a big pandemic game for um, myself and my ex-husband. We get together and play Diablo 3 um, and continue to do that, which is really fun. And um, yeah, just there's a couple games I'm waiting to come out, but that's, that one, that's like my comfort game that it's, that's kind of where I keep going back to because you just bash everybody to hell. <laughs> control. <laughs> that's, <fun. laughs> that's, what I'm up that's fair. That's fair. That sounds like a blast, though. Diablo. <laughs> I would never have pegged you for a Diablo fan. It's super fun. Just bash. It just just slaughter. <laughs> just things and like it plays different characters. So you get like I'm I'm for sure a basher. Like just just a berserker. Send me like send me in there. Close contact and just let me bash. Um, but I'm starting to finesse myself. I'm a demon hunter right now, and that's, oh, snap. that's also exciting. That sounds important. Yeah, important. <laughs> it feels important. And because you're too, you've got like you know the the powers that you need to be able to control some of your powers, whatever. And it's um, sometimes it's like mana or you know or like blessings or whatever. And this one is um, discipline and hatred. So depending on what you're trying to do, either you have to it taps into your reserve of discipline or your hatred. I'm like I, you know. What? I feel that. <laughs> that feels, <laughs> it feels very much me right now. Discipline and hatred. <laughs> on, a, on a gaming level. Oh, yeah. 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 I saw the air quotes. It's okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Kate, what about you? What have you been diving into this summer? Um, uh, I'm finally catching up on the boys. I have one more episode left. Um. Yeah, nothing nothing I say is going to be um, revelatory or unique. It's just the most generic boilerplate. Like, that's a good show. Like, Better Call Saul, <laughs> Barry, Only Murders. Um, yeah, that's 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 what I've been watching. Um, but they're all really good. Like, there's a reason why people won't shut up about them. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's something else I've watched recently, and I'm completely forgetting it. Um, of course, I know I prepared for this, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's real. I haven't seen a lot of movies though. I do want to see if you, so if you have any good recs, um, the last movie I saw was Flea, that like animated documentary. Um, oh, wow. That was good. But um, yeah, that's, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm open to recs because, you know, I'm almost done with most of the shows I'm watching and, and Better Call Saul's ending in a few weeks. So um, I did watch um, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Oh, yes, I saw that too. What'd you think? It was great. Thanks. It was great. It was like the right amount of silly yeah. at parts. And then also then it would like wrap back around and be something that was like, oh, okay. That's really like heartfelt. And it just looking at, I mean, so many setups and so many like just costume changes and quick cuts and 
knowing that every one of those is like moving a camera and resetting and just so anything that was just like a pop in somewhere. I mean, watching it from that perspective, it's like, uh, oh my God. I mean, just, just such an undertaking and to have that kind of vision to pull it off was, it was, it was amazing. Just do you, do you get exhausted watching those kind of things too? Cause I do like, even like the desert scenes with the rocks. I just was like, somebody had to move a camera out there. They had to do a location oh, no. scout trying to find the perfect cliff. And I just feel like, I just get like the back as someone who used to work on set a lot, like doing like set PA stuff and like moving equipment around. I just get like hot when I think about that. <laughs> yeah. And then I turn into that person. Like I'm sitting there and I'm like, that scene took seven hours to do like that pop shot that they do of like one thing. And you're like, that was a seven hour situation. And it was like- There were 200 people on set and there was a craft service table. (laughs) Everybody had to get fed and it was, and it's just a pop. And you're like, yep, that's, yep. (laughs) That's gonna cost you money and time. Labor of love, love. really good. And then I also saw um, kind of the sort of the same thing, uh, Top Gun Maverick. So, you know, on the same- basically on the same level, but I was like, it was, I I mean, they basically just remade Top Gun. I mean, they just remade it, but why wouldn't you? And, uh, and I'm in there and I'm like, all right, let's see what you got. And then they started playing Danger Zone and I was like, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it was so, it was so good. I mean, the, the action sequences of that were, it like, it knew what it was. Like it was eighties cheese, but in 2022. And then anything that was that was flying related was so good i mean if you can see it in the theater absolutely see it in the theater it was it was amazing you can okay. see they're putting they're putting g's on that man he's like like he is he's doing yeah he's, they're all doing stuff it's <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty amazing uh, okay I, i'm gonna i'm planning on seeing that this week it's on my list i found a theater that's still playing it on like like a big rumbly dolby kind of screen oh hell yes yes i well i mean it's so good it's such a popcorn movie and i mean they, again they just remade top gun down to like they cast somebody as the pseudo villain who just looks like val kilmer and they do the same thing with it it's like yeah okay yeah you just remade Bro. The movie. <laughs> oh yeah you know i mean it it just like that kind of stuff where i mean they have miles teller like basically dressed it, it's just you yeah you'll see and you'll be like but yeah this is like shot for shot the same movie but then the also like, but, and but then like tom groups like, looking exactly the same as he did it's wild but it's i mean there's a lot of like son of a bitch he did it like, oh, okay <laughs> I'm, I'm along for the ride great and then i'm like do they i mean i know it's like an elite program but are they taking 43 year old women because i think but by the end of it i was like I, I think i might have what it takes i don't i think you should give it a shot (laughs) just just for the like the training alone that he made the actors go through i think you should try that out yeah you're getting like (laughs) six or seven g's and you're like vomiting into a bag but you have to hang on to it as you're still going and i went through the car wash today and it's one of the ones like that moves around you and i was like oh god no no i'm not moving (laughs) thing is moving so i don't think it's for me I like put the emergency brake on because I don't trust that it's not moving. <laughs> I will Maybe. say, yeah. if if you don't leave that theater driving your car like you are Tom Cruise, you didn't have a great experience. Because the second you get in your car, you're just like, you're going through just pressing any button, like the wipers are on. You're like, oh yeah, I'm just tuning up the engine. 
Like, oh yeah, when I like get into my Honda Fit and I just want to like, oh yeah, rev the engine. And it's just yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Anytime I'm in my 2012 Hyundai accent, it's the danger zone because it's yeah. like today the day is today the day that it just breaks down and on the four or five. It's a different kind of danger zone, but yeah, I'm there. I think my car's a 2008. Yeah, <laughs> danger, like hope and a prayer. <laughs> Actually. But, you know what? That that's something that to dive into really quick. All artists have a, a crappy older car that they're gonna just try to hang on to as long as possible, right? But sure. when you get the chance, what type of car are you going to pick up to trade in your your bucket that's taken you so long for so many miles? Another future bucket, like <laughs> like I mean, I'm such a like I don't care about cars. Like if I could have a Flintstone cars, and I'm like, is it is it have a five star safety rating? That's all I care about. Yeah, I just don't want to be like have my limbs fly off in a crash. That's all I care about. <laughs> so I was like, oh, this like 2014 Volvo looks nice. Like that was me looking for cars the other day. Um. Yeah, no, it's going to be another thing that I'm going to drive until oh, yeah. I'm, you know, collecting social security, essentially. <laughs> I'm the same way with cars. Mine is infested with spiders on the outside. <laughs> oh, Jesus, dude. On the outside. <laughs> they, they, eat bu- they eat bugs. They're good. They're friends. They yeah. do. And so, and like, and they're on the outside of the car. We've got a, we've, it's a detente. They don't come in. I don't go out there. They, they, I, and I, I mean, I, like I said, I went through the, through the drive, the car wash. Tomorrow I will come out and they'll be back. Like they just, they're, well, they're, they're, ah, they're survivors. So I'm like, look, you guys got your thing going on. You're keeping, if you have enough food to eat where you are, I want you to stay there because what, I don't know what else you're preventing from coming into the car. Um, but I, I, I mean, I would like to get an electric car of some kind or some kind of hybrid um, because I mean, gas right now is almost $7 in, in LA. It's, Holy shit. It's outrageous. Um, so there, I mean, there's, it, it, it's, it is LA. There's a lot of Tesla pressure um, and they are beautiful cars and they, you know, they, they're very smart. Um, but I also don't care. I'm the same. <laughs> Money, I get it from my dad. My dad is a runner and he's like gone out running when we were like younger. And then he'll come back and he'll be like, well, I bought a car. I'm like you were out running. And he's like, I know I passed by a gas station and they had a car and I just bought the car at the gas station because like, you know, he's like, they know cars. <laughs> Great. And so just, I grew up with beater cars. I don't, I feel like weird if I were to get a nice car. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It feels like, bra- like braggy. Like it, it feels just sort of like, why would I want to like go? Wh- why am I going to like pick up my food from my Indian restaurants, like to go? And like, why do I need a car? That's just like, look at, like, I, I have, money or like my car's so shiny like I was like why like who cares I don't ever want to be responsible for it like I, I don't yes. want to care about it so I don't want to be one of those people who are like well I have to go park away from other people because I don't want anybody to ding my car my car the back of my car looks shredded because I lived in Brooklyn and had that car there and it you know you're gonna get it's gonna get bumped around mm-hmm. it's just and I I, I like used cars because I like plausible deniability about who put those scratches there like, I don't know, some of them must have come with it. Oh. So like, I, I don't I don't ever want that to be a thing that I consider, but I, I would like a car that I'm confident is not going to break down. <laughs> so that gets less and less cute. But I, apart from that, I really, yeah, I don't think that that's like my big purchase. 
Yeah. Well, I, I just, I like asking people that question because you can really tell the type of person that you're talking to based off of that answer. Yeah. A lot of the finance guys that I know are, oh yeah, I want a Tesla MKW, whatever. You want a hundred thousand dollar car? I'll, I'll take the, the little Nissan down the street as long as it gets me where I'm going. Like They are very pretty why? though. I mean, it's like, they're, they're very cool. I mean, they just, they do cool stuff and you can, you know, I, I, it has its advantages, especially in LA because it's, you, there's charging stations and, you know, you can get it mounted in your house and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I just, that feels like such a big purchase for yeah. me. I can't, it makes me feel weird. So, yeah. And then, cool. then, then you're somebody who has a nice car. Yeah. Well, I mean, Katie, we can trick out your car with a body kit to go over it. So it looks like a Tesla, but it's not a Tesla. Go on. Will it fix See? the fact that my, the oil just get, just gets eaten in my car and I have to constantly fill it with oil because hmm. it just the engine burns too hot? Oh yeah. Well, if you go to Krispy Kreme, they'll give you the leftover oil they have and it works perfectly and it, it smells so amazing. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I could be the Krispy Kreme gal around you know like oh yeah no she's she's a, is, is katie here today like yeah she's here <laughs> she, yeah. I figured you're still back <laughs> oh, you're oh yeah is she running late yeah she's she's here she's good <laughs> no i no, i love those away. answers <laughs> wait hold on yep okay yeah we're good <laughs> no i i love those answers thank thank you for answering honestly and not saying like yeah, i'll take a ferrari or something just insane yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's your money. You do with it whatever you want. Everybody has some stupid thing that they like to spend money on. You know, some people's cars, some people's electronics, some people it's I don't know what else do like like going to those like weird restaurants where you have a blindfold and it's eight hundred dollars a plate or something. Like like everyone has a thing that there's like that's my that's what I aspire to. You know, that's that's fine. You know, you do you. I need to get better about that. I have more, I'm more of the like spending averse person like Ooh, i don't yeah. like i that makes me like feel weird i don't like spending <laughs> so i mean but i'll spend it on stupid shit like I'll, I'll nickel and dime myself into poverty but i won't be like oh i can point to this thing that i bought that was expensive it's like you know i mean maybe i'll go out to eat and things like that but even that is like yeah i don't and i don't know what kind of where that comes from like we're you know it's either like i have enough or i don't have enough and is it irish guilt absolutely <laughs> absolutely <laughs> i was like that sounds familiar <laughs> yeah. yeah that's yes yeah <laughs> i yeah i wouldn't say it's necessarily a bad thing at least right now as oh, well no, you know no, being no. a little a little better with the money but i mean you're still paying up for those decaf lattes right i mean you know I like my decaf latte. I almost got one today because I was like, well, I have, really? I have a live stream I'm going to do and it's going to be later. No, I got an iced tea and a decaf iced tea instead. I half expected you to have the cup ready. <laughs> I, I mean, I can't one. taste it. And it's always, it's oh, always yeah. like a sugar bomb anyway. So Yeah, but I, I thought maybe like your brain, like that would be the, the healing factor to your COVID is maybe that decaf is. latte. I feel like I've, I've, been, I've been blessed now and I'm, I'm going to go and get one tomorrow. And see. <laughs> see? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> be my liquid death. Oh God, yes. Sponsored by Liquid Death. Just kidding, Liquid Death. Just thank kidding. you for trying us though. <laughs> I need to go back to the structure because we're having too much fun. Um, there's no structure to this. 
Aha, no, we did talk about that. See, I'm I'm just so good at this, right? Doing so well. <laughs> it's flying through um, I'm just <laughs> just flying through. Like I said, it's been a long day. Um, I I do want to kind of dive dive outside of you know we've been diving outside of work talking about you know dreams of more beater cars and decaf coffees. But uh, what are you two doing right now? Obviously, Katie, you're you have COVID, so you're kind of stuck at home. But what has been helping you kind of relax a little bit? Anything new? Have you found any new hobbies? Uh, any new music? What What are you doing to just kind of like let go of the workday? Kate, I'm going to make you go first. Oh, um, <laughs> well, I, I don't, I've been, God, I wish I had a, like a really eloquent answer for that. Um, I sleep late. Uh, <laughs> Hell yeah. Reading. Uh, I've been trying to play the piano like to sort of I was like one of those kids I like played it along like as a kid and then I took a 20-year hiatus and so now I'm like using my free time to try to get back into it and like my parents have a piano and I'm at my parents house right now um they're not here I'm, I'm house sitting but um so I'm like trying to play and like but you know practicing a piano is it's loud it's one thing to play it, it's another thing to practice it. You're like going like do 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 over and over again. And I'm like, oh the poor neighbors. Like <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, but there's I'm just catching up on shows like that, I guess. I don't know. Like I wish I had a better answer, but I mean I've only been out of work for like three weeks. So yeah. But getting ready to come on this trip uh was sort of ate up a lot of my time and I've got another trip in August and I've been doing planning for that so um wow. it's kind of it yeah I'm boring what what about your amazing podcast that I won't say the name of because you asked me not to last time oh you know at this point I don't even know if we're going to be doing another episode so it's pe- it's called peanut butter and jelly shoes <laughs> Because we're stupid. <laughs> and we've been technically doing it for nine years, but like we've been just sort of, you know, I don't know. Busy. We'll see. I hope there's another episode. I hope we do another episode, but it's just been, you know, the timing hasn't worked out. I hope so too. I've been I've been sitting here just Apple Podcast subscribe, just waiting. Keep seeing like 2021 on there. I'm like, okay, come on, Kate. Yeah. Um <laughs> I'll let you know as if something's coming out soon, but um you know just be patient extremely patient so all right fine i'll be patient <laughs> that's it for me i got i got nothing i'm i'm watching a cross-eyed dog <laughs> oh. <laughs> does it have any snaggle teeth or is it just oh all of the above it here I got yes. yes we want to see the dog good boy good boy um he has an issue with his mouth so his tongue is always out Yes. Come so on. this is Andrew. Oh, Andrew. <laughs> Andrew. He just Andrew. doesn't blink. He's just sort of vacant. Oh my God. Andrew with your little baloney bubble tape tongue. Yeah, so he's just um so this is my job for the next week. Oh. Oh wow. He's you know what? He's adorable. He's giving me a Poppins vibe for sure. <laughs> Oh my god. He just kind of sits here. This is what he does. Oh, I love you, Andrew. Andrew, look at you, you have friends. 
Andrew, <laughs> your name is amazing and it fits your personality, it buddy. Fits. Oh my god, I can't stop looking He's vacant. at him. His eyes are like little black holes. Like it's just no light comes in or out. It's just oh, yes. he is the light. That's the thing. The sun, the sun isn't bright to itself. He's yeah. just projecting all of that light. Oh, oh my, my god. god. How how old is Andrew? We don't know because <laughs> they got him. Well, no, because he was a rescue and he was an adult. So he's somewhere between eight to 11 years old. Oh my God. So yeah, he's just, he's fine. He's <laughs> fine. <laughs> you know what? He's fine. He's just, he's fine. He's fine. <laughs> he eats and he poops and he stares into space and that's his job. And that's all he does and he's good at it. Right. All right. Oh. Back to the sofa. All right. Say goodbye, Andrew. Bye, Andrew. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. He's such a mess. That dog what is. is... <laughs> What's Katie been up to? <laughs> uh, my my dog isn't here. I would I would show him to you. He's he's a little snaggletooth guy as well. Scraps. Scraps. Um, he's such a nudge. I was like, you can't you can't be here. Cause he, he like sits up. This is because that's his move. He like sits up on his on his butt, and and will just hold that position. And so you're oh, just no. doing something, and you just feel a presence, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I can't. It's too distracting. I couldn't. I couldn't have him fall with this. Um, I am doing a bunch of yard work. Again, I'm kind of isolated, so there's not much I can do. Um, and trying to be a responsible citizen. So um, I have like a little backyard area that was not in great shape when I moved in. So I'm, I'm slowly but surely getting that together. Um, I've been listening to the Magnus Archives, which is a podcast, like horror stories, which I'm not a huge horror person, but they're like, these are more like spooky. Um, and I think it just ended, it started in 2016. And I think it just ended pretty recently. Um, so there's a, there's a bunch of the weekly. So there's a bunch of episodes. So um, yeah, they're been fun. Some of them are really, it's, I don't know. They're, they're just spooky enough that I can, it's kind of like, Ooh, that's gross, but not enough <laughs> that it keeps me up. I can't do like, I can't do true crime. I'm not a true crime person. Yeah. Um, so this is like, you know, it's, yeah, it's just, it's just spooky enough um, for somebody that lives alone um, <laughs> and with a dog that's no help. And what else? Just trying to get into like doing some more reading. Um, I've, got books at the library and they put them in a little paper bag for you that's really nice on my holds and what else have I been doing that's like that's the big stuff just trying to get outside I mean I can't like go to the gym I can't do any of that stuff so um going out for walks and I feel it feels like I'm like back in like mid-pandemic life mm. where I'm like homesteading and going for walks kind of like <laughs> that's the vibe. um clean up my closets they look great yeah, you caught me on it. Caught me on an off week. I wish I could say it was an off week. <laughs> it's not. That different. <laughs> it's really not that different. I can't. No. I, don't know, I don't know what life I'm trying to say. I leave, but it's not that <laughs> hey, that's that's also the purpose of this show is that artists are also people too, right? So, yes. you know, it doesn't even if you live in LA it doesn't mean you have this crazy lifestyle. Like, oh, I'm writing till six, and then, you know, I'm just partying it up with. Uh, one of the writers from Sopranos, like just, <laughs> it's a very like. Who would that be? I don't who, know. Who, who, who I don't have. Her? I never I saw the Sopranos. Like 
I I never I never saw it, but I, I the whole point of this this project is to show that you guys are people, and this isn't like some upper echelon of oh you're talking to so and so like is that okay like yeah we're just hanging out like this is a very informal live stream I had a structure planned <laughs> it's not gone well but it's been <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> just just give you guys a little question and just see what comes out um i mean writers writers are pretty generally pretty easygoing people we are we are definitely uh back of camera so there's not a whole lot of i don't know how much all we inspire like i mean having been then around like people that are of a certain acting caliber and all of that and it's like even if you're at a you're like at a party and those people are there you're like oh even if you don't know who they are you're like that's somebody they just mm. I don't know if it's like dermatology or like their clothes fit better or something but you're like there's just something their teeth are really great I, I don't know you can just <laughs> like a vibe with that that you're not going to get from most of your writing staff <laughs> it's just a different it's just a different feeling I will say it's the same way between actors and models of mm-hmm any agency i went to a party at my agency in denver and all the models decided to huddle around the pizza area where us actors were wanting to go but due to their general vibe we decided we were just going to starve the whole party because we don't want to risk going over there and a model judging us for getting a slice of pizza like i totally get the i don't know what you're from but there's something about you that just says like yeah I'm pretty cool, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and well, but, then then you just like go my writer thing of just like, but without me, you'd have nothing to say. So. Yep, it's true. So, what are we gonna do? How, what are we What are we doing? What dance are we doing today? <laughs> are you guys ever gonna wield that when you're, you know, as you go into your career, or have you had to do that already, where you had to put a an actor <laughs> not in their place, but just kind of say like, "Hey, man, like I can rewrite you." <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I no, I'm very yeah. grateful. <laughs> I feel like it's a it's so collaborative. Like to me, I don't like. There's so many. Like, I mean, I don't know, Katie, if you've experienced this, but like, it's like there's like this vague animosity between all the different departments sometimes, where it's like, oh, like you know, the actors or the writers or the you know, the production office or whatever. Uh, but it's just sort of like, hey, none of us have jobs if one group leaves. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. stop like nitpicking and just like, our team guys, come well, on. Is, there is the, the idea of like, nobody else understands what we're going through. So there is, which is nice because it does make you a, a, a team. <laughs> what was that? I, apparently I'm on like the main drag here um so so like departments can get a little bit siloed and because it's like but you are so interconnected in a way that it can be like well I can't you know I can't move forward until this person gives me what they're supposed to give me and then I feel like an asshole because I'm somebody is waiting on me but it's not my fault that that, so you get that it's like interconnected but also siloed in its own way Mm -hmm. and I think there that does help with the interdepartmental camaraderie because then you always have the, the enemy is not within. You've got the, you can, you can get all the to kind of blame, but it does, but they, we are so interconnected and they can't happen without each other, which is why like rap parties are great. <laughs> Cause then it's like, it's all over and everyone's like, oh my God, we did it. And you know, whatever you kind of felt while it was happening, 
is is like its own which is why everybody can relate to office space it doesn't matter whether you work in an office oh, or yeah. not it's like you can you can find yourself within that like oh yeah I, i've got a tps report i have to fill out for no reason every department has its own tps report what is what is the writer's room tps report Uh, I mean, like what Kate was saying about how like there's times where like the showrunners pulled in so many directions, and you're like, I'm just waiting. I can't move forward without your approval, or you know, or you get studio notes or something. You're like, they just don't get it. They don't understand. And like the studio's looking at it like they don't get it. They don't understand how much money this is going to cost us. And you're just like, don't put, don't put the bumpers up on my bowling alley of dreams. Like I need to <laughs> express myself. You're like, yeah, your expression is going to cost us $3 million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, guess, I guess like the notes like are the sort of, I mean, I, I it, it, it depends on who you're working for too. Cause I've worked with some like networks or studios that like give like, oh yeah, like really solid notes that make everything better. But then every once in a while you get those people that are just sort of like, can we make her hair brown? We're seven episodes into this season and all of a sudden you care about the, this one character's hair color that's like it's just you're like okay well we're, like what it's just like yeah yeah we'll go do that we'll go rewrite like or like one note um can, instead of this whole series taking place in the desert can we have it take place in the mountains it's just one note you're just like that it's about surfers <laughs> like okay like I, yeah i feel like maybe doing the notes is like the tps report sometimes but not i mean not always but sometimes like, did somebody just want to reply like did they just want to, because because their boss is not going to read their note they're just going to see that they replied and i think mm -hmm. they get credit for like for just for joining the conversation and yeah. like hey, remember me participation grade participation. yeah and it's like it doesn't matter it's like I gave notes I did my job I did the thing and you know because again their bosses are going to be so busy they're not micromanaging the notes that other people are giving and all you know is that you got an email on a, on a chain from this person so it's like oh that's right they do work they're, they're doing work <laughs> are they <laughs> yeah now sand surfing for some reason <laughs> yeah that's that's the best um yeah, I had I had a, a a project I worked on that they had like wanted to change it from taking place in the summer to the winter, and they kept saying it's just one note, it's just one note, and it's like we have them going to the beach house, we have them going <laughs> skiing, oh, like like or like like yeah, you're like yeah, one note, okay. It's like <laughs> <laughs> um, that makes it better. <laughs> you're just saying one thing. It haunts me, obviously. It will haunt me till the day I die. <laughs> yeah, but I mean that's like that. That is the definition of like when you talk about like pulling threads, like you're, you're pulling a very vital thread. I mean, we're not just talking about like, you know, one little thing that's not going to matter. You're, you're unraveling everything by just pulling one thread and yeah. that's not one note. <laughs> that's fundamental. <laughs> yes. So yeah, that's, that's my TPS reports, I guess, but <laughs> It sounds horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's, honestly, in the grant, it's not. It's really not. It's just like it's always resolved. You always fix it, but like yeah. in the moment, you're just like, Ugh, and then on the call, you're just like, yeah, sounds great. We'll take care of that. <laughs> See, that's what I was wondering because that seems like a a tipping point situation after everything you've been through for the last couple of months, weeks, days. Then this happens, and you're expected to just kind of, <clears throat> yeah, okay, yeah. Well, we're going to talk about that. 
okay yep have a great day and then just curse up a storm when you hang sure, up which is also that but that is the that's the that's the co-worker of it which is really yeah. nice because then you've got your other you've got your team to be like oh god i mean <laughs> hopefully you have a, a showrunner that's like you know that has a, a relationship with the studios or whoever you're working with that it's just like we're not doing that you know yeah. okay. or like yeah we, we got to do this either because it's a good note and or like they're not budging on it so let's let's get back in there together and, and figure it out and that's like that's where like the leadership is really important mm. kind of like they know what they should know what battles to fight and most of the time they're there to help protect you and that's really helpful not always the case but yeah. in my experience that's that's been it it's like you just kind of it's like oh no we're not we're not doing that or i'm going to push back on it or you know i think you just get better at choosing your battles yeah well I think uh, in the midst of this live stream, there's been so much that we've dug into that we couldn't get into for the regular podcast, right? Like just by way of letting you guys vent and just give all, all this wisdom information and then also say what really irks you in the writer's room. But speaking of irking, I, I, I have people that are listening, I'm sure who want to be writers in writer's rooms and want to work as writers. So I'm going to ask you this question that you love hearing so, so much. How does one get into the writer's room? How do they become a writer in today's industry now that we're post COVID and, you know, they're looking at either moving to LA, maybe they're looking for uh, remote position possibilities. How would they navigate that? It's a, that's a, that's a great question. Cause there's no one answer. <laughs> there's there's like a hundred different ways but they're all elusive so um I took the old-fashioned route of being an assistant for like 12 years and then eventually getting worming my way in um but I've heard that that's not really a viable path anymore so you know I mean I think being in well nowadays with like the the so many virtual rooms like you can kind of be anywhere like if you had asked me that four years ago I would have said you got to move to Los Angeles because so often you'll get a job this is great you're gonna start tomorrow and you're just like okay um just like connections connections are key you know like just meet people talk to people find that balance of being you know gutsy and ambitious and and um but not overly obnoxious don't be like calling cold calling people that you've never met and just being like hi staff me and you're like i i don't i don't know you like um right have lots and lots of samples that's super important obviously i i mean i don't know what do you say <laughs> yeah i mean I, I think it's it's easy for me to say connections because I have a pretty big connection and how I got into all of this. So, which is just nepotism. So if you can be born into a family that already does this, then you're in good shape. Um, but, um, but it is also true, but that doesn't take away from the fact that like I've gotten, and I tried really hard to get jobs outside of that relationship as well, just for my own, like I needed to prove that I could do it as well. And so much of that comes from like, I'll have, you know, like from, yeah, connections, meeting people, being like, being, nice like but genuinely nice like I think people can tell the difference in in this industry I mean I, there's people that have talked about going to like 
WGA parties or, or like industry kind of events and are talking to somebody. And, and the second they realize like what level of writer they are, and if it's not high enough, they just, someone will just leave the conversation, like just walk away from the conversation. Cause like, Oh, you can't help me. So therefore this connection isn't worth it. But it's like, you don't know who you're talking to. Like it's, that person may be a staff writer. That person may be a writer's assistant now, but they're not always going to be. And if you're, you know, you want to make connections wherever you can and, and be, you know, be kind and be hardworking and all like your basic skills. Um, I know people that have had success also through like um, applying for fellowship programs. Um, so looking on studio websites and um, there's all kinds of like writer fellowship programs that are, it shouldn't cost you any money to do them. So if you're, if you're looking at programs and they're charging you money, that's not what you want to be doing. Um, I mean, if, if you're looking at for something where it's, if it's a, you know, a, a, um, there's, there's certain things that you could pay for, um, like writing coaching and things like that is one thing. Um, but if you're applying for something and it, and under the guise of them helping you and it's going to be costing you a bunch of money, that's probably not going to be a pathway to anything. Um, but I have a friend who just did one through, um, did a Disney one. I know somebody else that uh, moved up because they did one for NBC. Um, I have a friend who's a director who went through the NBC director's program and now has been directing a bunch of episodes of television. Um, and for, for her path, she did, did the fellowship and did the, the shadowing program. And then she's just a good, hardworking, great person. And then people on set really liked her. So then from that, they, they asked her to come back outside of the program and do some directing. So it's, it's like, it's, it's who you know, but it's also who you are. And I, it, it would be nice if there was the one path to get in, but it's also kind of cool that it's not. Um, so yeah, meet, meeting people, joining, you know, joining organizations, just having stuff ready, have all your, have all your samples, have be able to speak to it. And I think it's really important to call yourself a writer. So nobody wants to be like, you know, so what do you do? Well, I'm trying to be, nope, you're a writer if you've got writing stuff. So be kind of confident about that. And then when you're talking with people and, and be ready to give the elevator pitch because it does come back that people are like, oh, I, we're looking for something. And if you've made an impression with your, with your, you know, with who you are, people remember you and they'll, you know, they'll, they'll remember and, and reach out when they need you. Yeah. Both pieces of just amazing advice. Like I, it's, it sounds weird to say, but it, it's always a little cliche when it's just one thing, like, you know, Hey, just keep writing. You'll get there. Like <laughs> there's so many facets to, to, to getting into this. So thank you both for, for sharing that seriously. Like it, I think it's important for writers listening to this to hear that, especially now that COVID is kind of ramping back up and who knows where we're going to be in another year. You know, it could be virtual, it could be taking a pause. I hope not. Um, but no, I, I really appreciate, you know, you guys taking the time to, to not only do this, but share those, those bits of wisdom. And uh, I, I don't want to take up too much more because we just hit our, our time. So <laughs> I'm gonna, God, I'm really dropping the ball on timing today. Uh, I am going to start wrapping this live stream up because this has just been like a fun hangout. I don't think we needed a super formal interview style as, you know, both of you have spoken to me before. It's not how I do things, but it's just been fun to kind of sit down with two writers who are working in the industry and just kind of jib jab and, and talk shop essentially. And then talk about, you know, yard work or you know, taking care of Andrew, who is now like in my oh. mind forever. Thank you for that. Andrew, <laughs> I, want to, I want to lock it. Put Andrew in it. I love him. <laughs> 
I'm gonna have to exist. <laughs> Kate, I'm gonna have to doodle a little cartoon version of Andrew for you. Oh, please do. Live in my mind rent-free. Oh, <laughs> he's, he's special, all right. <laughs> well, as we uh wrap up, uh, I do want to ask you both if there's anything that you want to kind of give a shout out to during this episode. Because we'll be on the podcast too. So if there's anything that you know, you want to promote organization-wise, maybe something that you really enjoy, maybe a business you are working on, something you like. Is there anything we can give a shout out to? Um, uh, season three of Mythic Quest will be coming out in the fall and really excited about that. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of like, that's the that's the big thing. They're, uh, they're, they're going to do a panel and a bunch of press at Comic-Con, which is coming up this weekend. So if you're in the San Diego area and have a thousand dollars for a hotel room. <laughs> and I've got a panel for you. <laughs> That's a sad reality. You gave me a it couple is. flashbacks. Uh, <laughs> Kate, how about you? Um, I, one thing I wrote on is filming. Another thing I wrote on is going to be filming soon. I don't know when anything's airing. So um, sometime within the next year, there will be a show starring Arnold Schwarzenegger that I wrote on on Netflix. Don't know what it's called yet. Um, don't know when it's premiering. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, and then Reacher season two. Season one premiered in February, so season two, maybe February 2023. That sounds like the future, but it's not. <clears throat> um, so just, yeah, just just watch, the, just look at my IMDb page. There you go. Have fun. Knock yourself out. <laughs> uh, that's it. I got, I got nothing else. <laughs> L- listeners, I'll give you the link to her IMDb page. You don't have to do that. <laughs> but actually, just... we, should give you, we should give you credit. That's 1130. For you. Yeah, I would be. Yeah, but I go to bed at like three. I'm like just waking up pretty much. <laughs> I, I, so I, I appreciate the sentiment, but like you're fine. Don't worry about it though. Yeah, had you. I known you were in Florida, this would not have started this way. <laughs> I'm fine. Don't well, worry. okay. Now that we've we've done the thing, we are calming down. We're gonna end on my favorite part to stop this current live stream. So if you're watching, the fun part's coming up. We're going to do an awkward goodbye with both of you. Do you remember what the awkward goodbye is? I, I remember how awkward I was about having to come up with something for the awkward goodbye. Oh, you were so, I couldn't even edit the episode. It was so awkward. It was incredibly <laughs> awkward. <laughs> it's just a dial tone. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> refresh your memory. I'm going to do a silent Wayne's World countdown from three. Then when I point... Give me your best verbal awkward goodbye and I will stop this recording. You ready? Just let, let's warm up the awkward muscles. This is what we're good at. Okay. We're We're getting awkward. Yeah. (laughs) All right. And. Bye. Hello.